Conversations with Kerry, a series of audio interactions with people and things in my world that I find interesting. If you have any comments, queries, questions or feedback, you can find me as at K-H-O-A-T-H on Twitter or email me k-e-r-r-y at g-o-t-s-s dot net. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Conversations with Kerry, and this week I am talking to Hannah about an interesting topic, and we are discussing polyamory and what it's like to be introduced to the concept of polyamory. Now, before we get started, a quick definition of polyamory from the Latin many and the Greek word amor for love, many loves somebody with multiple partners. So I will throw it over to Hannah to tell the story about how she originally got involved with this animal. Did you just call yourself an animal? No, I'm talking about the animal of polyamory, like the the concept of polyamory. Oh, okay. Thank you for that clarification. (laughs) Well, hello. So I came from a strictly monogamous background. That is a very long story for another time, so I'm going to try and keep this very short. When I met Carrie... I was very stressed. I was struggling, and I will not go into that very much either. I met Carrie, and we kind of had a common enemy, and we got to talking about said common enemy, and we began talking about various other things, and Carrie brought up polyamory to me, and I didn't really know what to think of it, but I knew that I was starting to develop feelings for Carrie. And I essentially, after thinking about it for a while, was like, you know what? I want to be with Carrie. And it really doesn't matter at this point, you know, what the lifestyle is, because I am falling very hard, very fast. And I really could care less. (laughs) what the lifestyle is or how he lives or how many partners he has. I just want to be one of them. And, you know, here we are a year and some odd months later, and I wouldn't change it. Okay. It didn't worry you then when you got started because it was all new and shiny and, you know, all in. But as far as I can tell, there were struggles with the lifestyle and logistical things that had to be worked out. So what sort of things did you find challenged you uh, about polyamory? I will tell a story from our past. I recall it a morning when I asked you whether you were interested in things and you said that you didn't know. (laughs) And the other two girls on the server up at the time says, well, sweetie, if you're not having some, we'll take it. And I think you probably remember that morning as well. (laughs) And that was a little bit of a wake-up call for you. You're just like, oh, um, I'd better make up my mind because (laughs) if I don't make up my mind, I'm going to miss out. Is that a a valid story? Do you you recall this story? I mean, considering we go around telling this story all the time, yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> I very much remember that. Um, but and <laughs> it made me realize, yeah, honey, you cannot go hiding what you want from this man. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a lot of challenges, and sometimes I still do. Jealousy is one of them. It. I don't even know how to really best go into this. Sometimes it can be a very emotional topic. Okay, but it, first of all, let's 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 attack the story that we we talked about. You learned that that this was quite a, in some ways, competitive arena. <laughs> that if you didn't take opportunities that were offered to you, there were others that would take those opportunities off you. And that must have been a change for you, given you'd been used to a monogamous relationship where all of the attention of your significant other was on you. How did you handle that? It was difficult because I was struggling. I couldn't be like, hey, let's, you know, go be by ourselves without having others go, well, what about us? What about the time that we were supposed to have? Or what about this stuff? You know, I couldn't just whisk you away and keep you all to myself like I was used to with other people. Yeah. So because you were now in a situation where you had to share the attention of somebody with someone else, Mm -hmm. that brought a whole set of new considerations to your attention. I yeah. seem to recall you struggling with the amount of, quote, alone time, unquote, you got, or how often we were social, or the balance of alone time versus social time, stuff like that. Yeah. I still struggle with it sometimes. I'm not even going to lie. But okay. it, it is what it is. It is a very different dynamic, though, isn't it? Because you are basically trying to get the time that you want and there's no guarantee that that quota is always going to be met. Would that be a fair thing to say? Absolutely. Okay. The big one, the green-eyed monster, jealousy. You've been looking into this quite a bit. What sort of things did you struggle with that you're happy to talk about on the podcast, that is? I'm not going to lie. Everything that I'm going to say is part of the topic, and it's a difficult topic, but it's totally the elephant in the room. I'm not even going to joke about it. I'm not even going to step back from that. But it's one of the things that has to be talked about, and I feel like it's going to be one of the most important things that somebody that's going to possibly approach a polyamorous dynamic needs to know. It's going to be there. It's going to run rampant in your whatever you want to call it for quite some time, if not through the whole time you're in the dynamic. I'm just going to preface the rest of my blurb, (laughs) you know, with that. But through my time so far, I have definitely struggled with the jealousy. There are days where I have, I, I have good days and I have bad days. There are way more bad days than good days, and I'm pretty sure Carrie can agree with that. But there, when when I have good days, you know, I can get along with the other partners just fine. We can have great conversation. We can laugh. We can joke. We can do whatever. And then when the bad days are around, you know, there are things that go through my head that I won't discuss. 
Okay, but if... All right, so let me pose this question too. If there are more bad days than good days, why are you still here? Because I love you. Okay. But does that make that worthwhile? Because most people would say that if there were more bad days than good days, that you weren't winning, so to speak. I'm willing to work through it. Okay, that's fair. If the ultimate... If the light at the end of the dark tunnel is me continuing to be with you. Okay. No, that's fair. I'm just putting the question because a lot of people would be, you know, flagging things here with red flags and going, well, if you have so many bad days. Uh, I know that you have been reading some polyamory books to try and understand how things work. Have they been at all useful to you in enlightening you on how the dynamic is supposed to function? Definitely. Can you be more specific? The control book has really opened my eyes a lot. That's that's really the only... I don't remember if I read any other ones. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which other one I've read. I read the control book, and that book is a fantastic book. It gave me so much information, and it really opened my eyes to... It gave me a, a, a great outlook on... I don't really know how to explain. It gave me a really nice outlook on polyamory dynamics. Potentially polyamory dynamics, but also when you got involved with me very soon after you got involved with me, what decision did you make? I made the decision that I wanted to be owned by you. Okay. So you essentially wanted to be my submissive. Yes. I know this, but the podcast listeners don't. So this was a big decision for Hannah. And she'd always wondered about these power dynamics and these DS, uh, domination submission dynamics, for those of you who are not in the scene. And it was something that she wanted to explore with me. That would be a fair thing to say? Yes. That That you wanted to explore with me and enjoyed exploring with me. And you read the control book, which put a lot of structure and understanding of those dynamics so that you could have a better understanding of how these things worked in practice, rather than taking it from certain popular fiction titles. Yes. Okay. Well, interesting enough, Hannah's introduction to the non-vanilla scene was, was Fifty Shades of Grey, which is true for a lot of people. Did you read all the three books or just the first one? I read all of them. Okay. Not the best examples of texts to read to learn about the dynamic. However, it is an intro that many, sometimes previously vanilla people, gain to the lifestyle. I will say that I did not partake in any of the activities from that book, I did not partake in any BDSM sorts of things until I became involved with Carrie and learned how to do them safely. There you go. And as you would well know, the safety and ethics and stuff are a big part of that. Uh, but back to the polyamory stuff, because that's primarily what the podcast is about. There have been struggles over the last year and a bit to, to make your way through the poly dynamic and stuff. How do you think you're handling those and are there any that you'd particularly like to to highlight? What have been some of the challenges for you? As previously talked about, the jealousy is the th- is one of the top things. But 
I think the other, like, one of the other things is honesty. And while, I mean, obviously, like, we're both being very honest with each other. When I first decided to take on the poly lifestyle, I didn't know how to... I I was a very private person. I didn't know how to share secrets. And I sure as hell didn't think I could share... You know, I, I didn't know that I had to share... I, I didn't know that it was all right to just be sharing, you know, sexual encounters and things like that. But with polyamory, the way that Carrie does polyamory with his partners, you've got to share that stuff. And I didn't well, realize that. Well, you don't got to <clears throat> share that stuff. It's highly recommended that we mm-hmm. discuss things openly. Would you say that you weren't used to being accountable to someone else or other people for your sexual exploits. Yeah, because I never had to be because I was only accountable to the one person. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I never was doing things with other people while I was with one person in that monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, we tend to be fairly open about our discussions and some people do find that fairly confronting. And initially, Hannah found it fairly confronting and she adjusted to that level of honesty and that level of candor. But it was a a challenge for her because she wasn't used to, to doing that. We have had a couple of incidents over the time that we've been together some things that have tested our relationship. One of the things people wanted covered was polyamory and distance. How are you handling the distance aspect of the relationship, given that we're essentially both under lockdown at the moment, given the pandemic and stuff? Is that something that you struggle with? Um, It's very hard. I'm not going to step back from that, but I know that one day there, there, and there is going to be a day that I am going to eventually get on a plane and fly however many thousand miles and land and walk through an airport and hug you and hold you and do all the things that I want to do. And that's, that's what keeps me going. Fair enough. And there are days when there are harder days than others, when that goal seems less attainable. So there is there is struggle on, on, on both sides there. That would be a fair thing to say. We are patiently waiting for borders to open. We're patiently waiting for vaccine levels to be high enough to allow international travel. And that is a challenge for us, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Are there any th- other things you want to add? Uh, any other things you want to talk about in this podcast? Any other aspects of Polly? One of the things I will note without being specific is you had an encounter with another partner and that partner refused to provide a clean test sheet that was an inconvenience to you yeah 
yeah, certainly a, a lesson in how to proceed with these things. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And you had to go get tested and you probably would have had to get tested anyway, but you had to get tested and mm-hmm. yeah. But that was a lesson for you about the level of honesty and openness that was required in these sorts of dynamics to have them work effectively or more effectively. Yeah. 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 I remember giving you quite a hard time about it at the time. I deserved it. I'm well, not yeah, to step back from it. I deserved it. I was quite concerned. I know. Because, you know, when you are doing what people generally consider high-risk sexual activities, if you're involved with more than one person, you greatly improve the potential likelihood of catching something. Yeah. We had talks about how to be safe and how to be responsible and what things had to be disclosed and what things didn't have to be disclosed. Anything else you want to add? I just really want to kind of hammer in the the point that, you know, no matter what, you know, no matter what you decide, if you decide to, to you know, decide to try polyamory, you know, it's okay to be, it's okay to be afraid of it at first. I was, I was a little bit scared, but if you find a partner that truly makes you happy and is willing to, they're going to walk you through it. They're going to be able to sit there and tell you about the things you need to know. And they're going to be willing to walk you through the steps. They're going to be willing to make sure that you are okay and to sit there and, and ask you, okay, what are your feelings? What are your thoughts? Is this something that you want to continue with? Or feel in, or ask you, do, do you feel like I'm forcing you to do this? Is this something that you genuinely want to do? We've certainly had a number of those discussions over the months, haven't we? Absolutely. And I've checked with you, you know, are you sure you want to be here? Are you sure you want to be doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I also want to point out that even if your partner is poly, you don't have to be poly. You can love that partner, and it might be a little bit weird, but as of right now, I'm only with Carrie. I don't have any other partners, and I have my reasons for not having any other partners, but right now, I'm okay with it. Okay. You have had other partners. I have had other you- partners. But yes. right now, Ju- I don't want any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, you have had other partners, and they caused unique challenges for you as well, didn't they? Yes. But that doesn't mean you necessarily have to have other partners. If you want them, you can have them. But of you course. don't have to. No, no, no. That's right. But my point is that you have had other partners, and they have caused various challenges for you. Yeah. But honestly, the only other thing I can say is... If you love someone enough, have lived the lifestyle that is polyamory, and you feel like that person is worth it, make the best, do the best that you can, and live the lifestyle to the best of your ability, and know that you have a lot of people that you can talk to, and that those other partners of your partner could potentially become your friends. I've made a lot of friends because of poly, 
And those friends have helped me through some tough situations and some tough struggles. I would not have been able to stay in this. Sometimes I have questioned myself and they have talked me out of some stupid stuff. They have talked me out of some tough issues or some some bad, some almost bad choices. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be able to, I, I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it without them. Fair enough. So you've actually found that the other members of the polycule have been actually quite supportive to you, even though sometimes they can be a little catty and you know, difficult to get on with. But you know, when it actually counts, they actually have been supportive to you. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Any other closing comments you'd like to add in before we stop recording? If, if you decide to try and being poly, have fun and make sure that whatever you do, do right by your partner, do right by the polycule, and don't get yourself into too much. Don't dig yourself into a hole that you won't be able to dig yourself out of. I'd also add to that, what about being honest and open? Honesty is the best policy. If you can't be honest, then you really need to think about your choice. Yep. Also, communication is key because we do a lot of communicating. Uh, in fact, the whole polycule in its various incarnations does a lot of communicating. If you can't communicate with the partner slash partners slash whole polycule, then again, you need to think about the choice. Maybe yep. talk to each one of the members of the polycule, try to get to know them a little bit. I think the other thing I'd be saying is make sure you have a good reason for being poly. Make sure your reasons for being poly or your reasons for being involved with a polyamorous person make sense to you. Or try and make sure they make sense to you before you involve yourself in this or whilst you are involving yourself in this. That sounds reasonable, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I know it was something you you personally struggled with. You were like, do I, well, I love him plenty. Do I love him enough to, to do this and to persevere with this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast this morning or this evening for you. I hope everybody has enjoyed the podcast it's certainly a different style of podcast and yeah curious to get any feedback that anyone has on anything that we raised and talked about uh, and thank you for coming on the podcast hannah thanks for having me